0: A.M. 1160 W.Y.L.L. Chicago Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for the Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. Earlier this week,
1: I read a couple verses from Psalm 119 that really got me thinking. Uh, let, let's read those verses first, and then we'll take a look at some things in some detail. It was Psalm 119, if you've got your Bible handy, verses 10 and 11. It says, With my whole heart have I sought thee. O oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart. That I might not sin against thee. You know, I, I had to ask myself the question Do I really seek God with my whole heart? Do I really treasure God's word in my heart so that I do his will and not my own? You know, I desire to seek God with my whole heart as I'm sure that you do as well. I desire to treasure his word in my heart so that I don't sin by going my own way, but rather that we would be well pleasing in his sight by doing his will. You know, this world with the circumstances of life, the lies, the deception by way of the pride of life and the deceitfulness of riches, it's continually calling us to move away from desiring the things of God and his word. If God is love, which he is, would his will for your life ever be harmful or detrimental to you? No, (laughs) absolutely not. You know, if you're a parent, you know that if you love your children, you would never do anything to harm them. You would always want the best for them. Your instruction would always be for their good and not to hurt. Why do we think that God would be any different? He isn't. In fact, he's so much more loving, so much better in his desire for his children than you or I could ever be for our children or our loved ones. Why? Because he's God, and God is love. So I really, really thank for us to desire to seek God with our whole heart we first need to recognize that God is love and that He desires only good, only blessing. He never, ever, ever will send harm or evil towards any of us. If I thought that God was evil, or if I thought that God desired harm towards people, really, in all honesty, if you think about it, how could you ever desire to seek Him and to do His will? I couldn't, and I doubt that you could either. You know, in First John, it tells us that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. None. No shadow of darkness. There's absolutely no possibility for evil. Sometimes that's a tough one for some people to grasp. And the reason being because of how religion has battered us with the notion that God is just waiting to bop us over the head with a ball bat if we think a wrong thought or commit a sin. You know, religion has relegated many times God to a performance-based judge that loves you when you perform according to certain guidelines and rules, well, let me tell you, God is not interested in your performance in order for you to stand approved before him to receive his love. He just isn't. What he's interested in is your heart. God wants your heart. So if God is not the author of evil, and by evil I mean sickness, calamity, natural disaster, death, then who is God's archenemy, the devil? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 2. There's a tremendous couple of verses here in Hebrews. Verses 14 and 15. It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, that's talking about all mankind, you and I, he, Jesus Christ, also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, He might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Who does it say here has the power to bring death? It doesn't say God, the Father of Jesus Christ. It says the devil. The fear of death, that puts people in bondage a lifetime. Well, Jesus Christ, he delivered us from death and from that bondage that's brought about by fear. Fear of death, that is the root fear of all fears, and Jesus Christ has made us free from all fear by his life, his death, and his resurrection. How remarkable is it that if the devil is the author of death and not the true God, then think about this. Have we been lied to when we've been told that God has called someone home through death? Yes, God does not kill. It's the devil that kills. He's the author of death. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 22, another remarkable verse. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. And we could say today, you men and women of the Chicago area or the United States, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you as ye yourselves also know. Jesus was approved of God. What were the miracles, the wonders, the signs that Jesus Christ did? Well, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he controlled the weather by calming the storm, he only spoke words of life, he loved people. Jesus never made anyone sick. Jesus never killed anyone. Jesus never caused a storm to bring affliction and judgment. Jesus never, never told anybody that they were not loved. He was approved of God in the works that he did. He always did his Father's will. Remember, he said in the Gospel of John, I'm not sure what chapter it might be, uh, chapter 8 or 10, somewhere in that area, he said that of his own self he could do nothing. Jesus only spoke and did what his Father showed him. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Sickness, death, evil, calamity, all of that is darkness. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Let's uh, continue in the book of Acts uh, chapter 10. Let's look at verse 38. It says here, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus did good, and he healed. He healed all that were oppressed of the devil. Sickness is oppression. Sickness is not a good thing. You and I, we we both know that. We've all been sick at times, and it's not very comfortable. It's not good. It's not fun. Jesus Christ, he healed all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God was with him. You know, if you really want to know what God is like, the character of God, look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Read about him in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus Christ always did the Father's will. Jesus Christ always loved. He always did good. He never did evil. We can see just how remarkable God is, how loving, how kind, how gracious. How merciful God is by looking at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he lived the word. He was the word. The word lived through his life. He only did the Father's will. So all of this that we've looked at, why is this important in light of the first verses we read in Psalm 119? And maybe we should go back and read those verses again just to refresh our memory. Psalm 119, verses uh, Ten and eleven, it says, "With my whole heart have I sought Thee; O oh, let me not wander from Thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against Thee." Why are those verses important in light of what we've looked at of how God is good? Because if you think that God arbitrarily brings sickness to people, or kills people to bring them home, or causes natural weather disasters. And, you know, really, the bottom line, they're not natural. They're, they're spiritual in nature. But God's not the one who brings the harm and the calamity through those weather disasters. If you think that sickness, death, disaster comes from God, then it would be pretty hard to have a desire to seek God with your whole heart. In fact, you might want to stay as far away as possible from God, from a God like that. You know, I sometimes think when I talk to people out in the world, how I run into people occasionally that say, "Hey, I don't want to talk about God. I'm not interested in God, because maybe they've learned some of the wrong things in the sense that they have heard that all the evil that's going on in the world is attributed to the one true God." Well, it's not. We're going to read some other verses here that sort of tie into that in Second Corinthians. You know, in in fact, the world in one respect has lied to us much about the true nature of God. Religion at times has done it through a wrong interpretation of God's word. And I know there's a lot of wonderful people with wonderful hearts in the churches throughout the United States and the world today. But we have so many different Christian denominations with so many different interpretations of God's word that has caused an unending uh, problem in our understanding of who God is. We have to go back to the Word. We need to let God's Word speak for itself because the Bible is God's Word. God's Word is God's will and it's the Bible that shows us who the one true God is. Also, secularism. Uh, They have lied to us through the pride of life and the lust of the flesh. Government. They have done it through trying to be God themselves. And, you know, saying that they'll take care of us from from birth to the grave. You know, we hear that kind of stuff all the time. Because of the lies promulgated about God, many people in the world today don't want to have anything to do with God. Well, we're going to look here at God's word and see the greatness of who God is. We've seen some of it already. We'll see a little bit more. We're going to see where uh, the evil comes from, which we've seen some of that uh, from Hebrews. And what we want to do is, is go to the heart of God. The heart of God is God's word. That is what makes known to us the truth of who God is. And we'll continue to do that as we move into the second segment of our show here. Uh, be sure to visit the radio show.com. We'll be back right after these messages.
0: AM 1160. Microsoft Word 1.0 was released in October 1983. Since then, basic computer skills have gone from highly specialized skill sets to an assumed skill set today. Many business leaders assume everyone can fully utilize Microsoft Office but are losing huge potential opportunities that can take your business to a new level utilizing shortcuts, updates, tools, and graphics. Morningstar Computer Consulting trains Fortune 500 companies, municipalities, small businesses, and ministry staff to develop mastery in PowerPoint, Excel, Word, and Outlook. Morningstar Computer Consulting in-person training is taught one-on-one or in a group. Visit mstartraining.com. That's mstartraining.com. This was a great class. I learned shortcuts and more efficient ways to get things done in Excel and Word. The class was fun, and the instructor was awesome. Experience new levels of productivity and impact for your team. Visit Morningstar Computer Consulting at mstartraining.com. Or call 630-717-7712. That's 630-717-7712. AM 1160. This is the Solution Radio Show with Greg Bacchus, exploring God's solution for all mankind for all time, Jesus Christ. You know, to continue on where we left off in the previous
1: segment, because of the lies that have been promulgated about God in the world, many people in the world they just don't want to have anything to do with God because they don't know God the way I know God. They don't know God the way You know God. They don't know God the way Jesus Christ made known God. When somebody knows God the way Jesus Christ made known the Father and how the Word lived in his heart and his life, oh, you run to God. You want to be with him. You love him because you see the great love that he has for you. God's adversary, the devil, he has done a masterful job of hiding himself. And then blaming the one true God for the evil that he does. You might say, How's that possible? Isn't God in charge of everything? Doesn't God control everything? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let's look at verses 3 and 4 here. It says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid the, to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Who is the God of this world that blinds people's eyes? It's the devil. He's the one who tempted Jesus Christ in the garden at the start of Jesus' ministry. He's the one who deceived Eve and caused mankind to fall under the dominion of sin. We must put aside our assumptions and our wrong ideas of who we think God is and come back to the Word of God and let the Word of God speak for itself and let the Word, the Bible, show us the one true God, that God who is love, that God who is light, that God who clearly made himself known through the life of Jesus Christ. Once we know the identity of the one true God, then our hearts will diligently seek after him. And Him alone, then we will desire to treasure His Word in our heart so that we would not sin against Him. God is good. God is love. God is light. God is all of what the heart of all men desire in the depth of their being. And He's right there, freely making known His love in His heart. When we truly, when you truly, when I truly know God, we will delight in his presence and seek to know him. In Psalm 145, we'll see some of the attributes of God here, which would cause us in our heart to desire to know God as our Father, even greater than we know him today. We'll read a few verses, Psalm 145, verse 1. I will praise thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. That's how great his greatness is. It's unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. Verse 5, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. The Lord is gracious, and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. Wow, what wonderful attributes of our Heavenly Father. He's gracious. He's full of compassion. He's slow to anger. And He has great mercy. Verse 16 in the same psalm, Thou openest thy hand, and God satisfies the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and he's holy in all his works. The Lord is near unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. Have you called upon him? If you have, he's near. He's right there. He's not hiding. Verse 19, he will fulfill the desire of them that reverence him. He will also hear their cry, and he will save them. The Lord preserves all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Right there in Psalm 145, just a a small section of scripture are some wonderful truths, some wonderful reasons of why we would desire to seek God with our whole heart. All of God's work—they are just incredibly awesome, and they're wonderful. But the one work that has saved your life, that has saved mine, is found in the Gospel of John. Probably one of the most famous verses of all time, John chapter three, verse sixteen. We see it at the football games on weekends, where somebody holds up a banner in the end zone, and you can see him John three sixteen. I think uh, Tim Tebow didn't he at one of the football games? He had John three uh, sixteen underneath his eye in the uh, dark chalk that they put there to cut down the glare. Now, it's probably the most famous verse out there. <laughs> this verse is remarkable. And we're also going to read verse 17 that follows up with it. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him and his Son should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Just reading those two verses, it just uh, electrifies me. It just makes the, the hair on my arm stand up because it's just so alive with God's love, with his truth. God so loved that he gave. And he didn't send Jesus Christ to condemn the world. He sent his son so that the world, you, your neighbors, your relatives, your boss, your co-workers... Everybody in your town, in the United States of America, everybody around the world, so that the world might be saved through him. Jesus Christ, he lived a perfect life and he died for you so that you could have life. He didn't do what he did to condemn you or to harm you. He lived and died because he loved you. He loves you still today as he sits at the Father's right hand in the heavens that kind of love, that kind of love should draw our hearts to seek Him, to diligently pursue after the one true God. That kind of love should cause in our heart the desire to hide God's word in our heart, to the end that we would do his will and not our own, to the end that we would not sin against Him. Let's look at Second Corinthians chapter five. We'll read a couple of verses here. Uh, We'll start in verse 14. It says, For the love of Christ constrains us. And that word constrains means to tug at our heart. The love of Christ, it tugs at your heart. It'll cause your heart to burn within you when you see the greatness of the love of Christ. Because we thus judge that if one, Jesus Christ, died for all, then all were dead. Verse 15. And that he died in place of all. And that word all, you can insert your own name there. In that he died in place of you, that you which live should not henceforth live unto yourself, but unto him which died in place of you and rose again. You know, at times we've so missed the mark, Uh, all of us, I include myself for sure. You know, we have thought that it was all about me. You know, we have lived for ourselves the pride of life and uh, the lust of the flesh. So often we've pushed God away because we believed that he was not something that we might desire. We thought that he brought sickness and death into our lives because maybe we were taught that the way that we were brought up. We thought that he was the cause of disaster and calamity. And we didn't want to have anything to do with a God like that. We believed the lies of the world about God. And that, at times, has caused people to turn their backs on him. Look at who he really is. He sent his son because he loved. He gave his all so that we might have life. God is such a loving, gracious, kind, heavenly father. He so loves the world that he gave his only begotten son so that men and women could be saved, could become born again of God's spirit and receive eternal life. Your Heavenly Father, He so loves you and only wants His best for your life. His love for you is not dependent upon your works, but rather because of the work of His perfect Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. When you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and confessed Jesus as Lord of your life, then, then you become a part of the family of God. And it's the most awesome family that it's available to be a part of. There's only one name among men whereby we are to be saved, and that name is Jesus Christ. There is salvation in no other name. Other names may make people feel good, but there is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved and receive eternal life. When we truly see the love of the Father, we will desire to diligently pursue after him with our whole heart. You will treasure his word in your heart when you see how loving and kind and gracious he is so that you might live for him. And then as we live for him in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it goes on in that chapter there to talk about the ministry of reconciliation. That today, God's children, you have the privilege to speak his word to other people, to reconcile men and women back to God and He's given you that word of reconciliation. Our God is a gracious, loving, kind, Heavenly Father. Let's diligently seek Him and treasure His word in our hearts. Thank you for joining us today on The Solution Radio Show. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
0: The Solution Radio Show archives are available at the solutionradioshow.com along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.